everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A show where a nerd fits in. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and so much more. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And the more that you listen, the more that you know. The Riley and Kimmy Show. It is a Saturday. We are your cartoon alternative. That's right. We're doing kind of a retro flashback kind of cartoony thing. Hi there. Right next to me is... Kimmy. I got one name, Kenneth. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Everybody, 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 everybody. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Quite a good scene, isn't it? One man crazy, three very sane spectators. And a sane spectator right here in the studio, my version of a living, breathing cartoon. Sort of like, uh... Jessica Rabbit. Here is Kimmy. Hi. No. Hi. <laughs> well, well, you are, are you not? Oh. You're, you're going to be cosplaying at an upcoming appearance as Jessica Rabbit. Isn't oh, that what you told me? Really? And I'm going to be Roger. No, okay. I, I thought I thought that's what you said. You, you that's why no? you that's why you got that rabbit soup for me. You You're said, hallucinating again. I am not. I have not been drinking from the lava lamp at all. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. You're not cosplaying as Jessica Rabbit in the near future. No. Oh, I thought you might be. Why I do think I have? You might have missed a med. Why do I have that? No, I, don't know. I didn't miss the blue pill. I, there are no blue pills. I. Uh, why, why did I have that rabbit suit then? I thought, and you had that red dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, isn't that why you got that red dress? And I got the rabbit suit? No. Ah, well, well, I got my wires crossed somewhere. Welcome to this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show, where we talk about, well, daily, by the way, often imitated, but never duplicated. That's right. The Riley and Kimmy Show offers a daily show. If you need to get away from everything or just something, that's what we offer every single day. We we are the variety nerd geek pop culture talk show. That's what mm-hmm. the Riley and Kimmy show is. It's a variety. Yeah, that's right. A variety. Occasionally comic books, TV shows, uh, retro shows, current shows, movies. Oh, boy. Collectibles. It could be any single thing. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Including robots. Robots. Yes, we could be talking about robots. That's right, Kimmy, robots and dating. According to The Mirror in Britain, they report that sex robots could soon have warm skin in all the right places. Okay. Yes, as the cyborgs get even more lifelike. Now, according to Matt McCullen, the boss of a robot firm called Real Doll, they could even help build stronger relationships. The new technology is being designed to heat up robot bodies, although the exact technique is yet to be pinned down. Self-heating gloves with heaters in them, an electric blanket type of gadget may be, you know, set to go with well-placed circuitry, adding warmth to the body of the robot. Now, speaking to the Daily Star Online, Matt McClellan said, Quote, we are specifically looking at heating particular areas of the body rather than the entire body. Unquote. Mm-hmm. Because they say, you know, when you touch the robot, as is, it's, well, kind of cold. Okay. And they say, you know, heat is kind of important for the old uh, robot experience, if you will. The dating robot experience, that okay. is. Uh, he added that instead of uh, hindering robot uh, dates could actually aid humans in the dating and relationship scene. He said the robots, the love robots, could prove to be beneficial, primarily for people who are very shy on coming into the dating world. What do you think about Rosie the Robot in the love world? 
Mm. What do you think about this? Now, do you have a problem with that? No comment. No comment. Now, I mean, if – I mean, what, is that cheating with a robot? That's the question. What do you think? No. So, you know, we wouldn't see the future divorce court TV shows with somebody going, well, he, you know, he's spending extra attention to Rosie the Robot over there. Or no. Hal the Robot. <laughs> no, no. Do they have any that do housework? Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, they do. They are developing those. As you know, especially in Japan, certain manufacturers have been known for making cars and motorcycles have been developing robots to help and assist in the medical profession to lift heavy individuals, if you will, because of the growing size and girth in society. Mm-hmm. They are helping you know lift and move, especially in elder care. Uh, the robots are coming into that that play, and yes, some are doing, you know, are starting to do some menial tasks. Now, of course, we do have that vacuum robot thing; it's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, they're they're getting okay. on the right track. So, all right, all right, like in Bugs Bunny. So, <laughs> I, I actually that is a Warner Brothers cartoon. I don't know, remember if that's specifically Bugs Bunny or not, where you drop some dirt on the floor and the thing comes flying oh, out. Oh, that was I think that was uh, yeah. I thought that was the no, wasn't that the push button house with the two mice, and the one goes, let me push the button, let me push the button, let me, isn't it, isn't it that one? And then that thing comes flying out there in the future mm, house. I don't know. Not positive on that. You know what? Because it is a Saturday and cartoons. When we get done with episode ten sixteen here, I think we need to investigate mm-hmm. because that's part of the show. Because we care, we are researchers mm-hmm. in the world of nerdum. That's very interesting, Kimmy. You're uh. You're pretty in tune there with your cartoons. Mm-hmm. So you have no problem if one of your friends started kind of having a relationship with Rosie the Robot. Uh, whatever they do in their houses. What if they're you know, out in public? Their own business. If they're out in public with the synthetic life form mm-hmm. and they're, you know, kind of, you know, holding hands and, you know, snuggling up to it. Do you have any problem with that? I'm just curious here because this could be the future. Because think about this. With this puzzled look that you're giving so me, so you're right. gonna like take them to movies and stuff too. I mean, yeah, that's I what because you wouldn't have to because it's just a robot. Well, <laughs> you, you you might develop. You don't have to woo a robot, right? Well, you know, so do you take somebody to movies to woo them, or do you take somebody to movies because what, you want to be with them? I mean, what if you want to be with your robot? I. Don't know. I mean, um, this is something that could happen if you because that puzzled look you're giving me. Think about this. Way back when, when somebody would have said, "Hey, I'm going to have a cell phone in my hand. This this handheld communication device that actually is just like Captain Kirk, except maybe even more so because I can play games and I can see video and I can share videos of myself. I can go. I can go live. You know, like Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. You would have looked at them like they were insane. Now you're looking at me sort of like that. So. Think about this, you know, fast forward maybe 10 years from now, maybe even five, you know, you could be going to your grocery store and somebody be with their Rosie the Robot. It's possible. Would you have a problem with that? I mean, is that their only function? Well, their function is a companion. Okay. You know, that was what they're originally designed for. Like a blow-up doll? Oh, well, yeah, kind of, I guess. Would you bring I, your blow-up doll to... Uh... But this is a little more sophisticated, I think, than that. And Matt, have you seen some of the imagery? They actually kind of got a, you know... I look haven't more... really looked into oh, it, well, to be honest with you. Well, check out that link. Apparently you have. No, it's because of research. Check okay. out check out the link on Nerd News at RileyandKimmy.com. You can see some imagery of the companion robots. Okay. Rosie, you can see what the future Rosie might be looking like. All right. All right, Kimmy, are you ready to play Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia? Oh, please. I promise, no robots on this one. Okay. It is a Saturday, October 8th, and we're moving over to the world of Nerdum, Pop Culture Geek Trivia. If you've never joined us for this before, we asked Kimmy some, you know, crazy out there questions. We try not to go too serious. We stay away from really hardcore history, mathematics, geometry, geology, and genealogy for her. I don't know why geology. We just kind of threw that in there because it felt fun to say. 
And Kimmy has one lifeline. She, so far, I don't know how many episodes, at least maybe four or so, she has refused or managed to not use that lifeline that gives her a pass on the question. Let's see if she can do it again on this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Feel free to shout out those answers to Kimmy. Yeah, she can actually hear them right now and or think real hard because she is psychotic. I mean, she is psychic. She might be able to pick up on whatever that uh, answer is. Do play with her. Yes. And we know those who do. Every time we play Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia, we have a big thumbs up from quite a few people. So here we go with Gibby and Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia. It is a Saturday, October 8th. Kimmy, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Something I'm not going to ask you about because I don't think too many people, except for some of my hardcore old-time radio friends, would know this one. In 1935, the O'Neills, that was the name of the show, debuted on CBS Radio. It was a radio serial drama which aired on Mutual, CBS, and NBC. It bounced around until 1943. It was on this date in 1944. The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet debuted on CBS Radio. Now, Kimmy, let's see if you can identify who this person is. This musician, this singer, recorded this song on this date in history. The year is 1957. Now, you're going to say, that's really old. You, you'll know this one. This is one of those iconic songs from the 1950s that is still you know, known today, a movie was made based on this song and the person who recorded it and made it famous. See if you can identify the name of the recording artist and the song. Here is your clue. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love drives a man insane. You broke my will, the put a What is the song? Great Balls of Fire. That's right. And who performed that song, made it iconic? Jerry Lee Lewis. That's Wow, very good. Did you ever see the movie Great Balls of Fire? No, I didn't. You never saw that no, one? I, I thought being the big you know, music freak that you are, you would have seen that one. Mm-mm. You might like that one. Okay. Maybe. Since you do like music, I think you might, you might like it. The performance is fantastic. 1957, Great Balls of Fire was recorded. Moving over to something else that happened on this date in history. Kimmy, here we go. This is an actual history question, but it involves a world of hippies in a way and pop culture of the 60s scene and 70s scene, if you will. The United States government declared that LSD was dangerous and an illegal substance. This is the year it was declared that. What is is the year 68 really close 1966 and by the time dragnet resurges comes back in 1967 you would have joe joe friday telling us about lsd matter of fact i believe if i'm not mistaken the very first episode of the relaunch of the uh dragnet tv series is one called blue boy that's the episode they focus on lsd and blue boy is tripping out and he paints himself entirely blue and is kissing a tree. That's when they find him. When Joe finds him kissing a tree in, I think, a park, and he's painted all blue. That's mm. why it's called Blue Boy. I guess better to be kissing a tree than eating a face. Anyhow, back to the world of music. On this date, 1987, Chuck Berry was given a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It's 1988. Keith Richards appears as musical guest. On what weekend comedy show, Kimmy? Saturday Night Live. That's correct. So on this date in history, Rush Limbaugh announced to his listeners that he was totally deaf in his left ear and had only partial hearing in his right ear. Can you tell me what year this happened? 2010? 2001. Mm. Kimmy, Kimmy had a little dyslexia there. Okay. Yep, 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 that's it. Yeah, yeah. Now, the condition had happened in a three-month period for him, where it, you know, boom. And then for a period of time, he had some interesting uh, ways to keep doing talk shows. They did some sophisticated computer uh, printout on a screen when somebody would call in and talk, and he could read what they were saying. It was very odd, it was very cool, at the same time how they tried to get around this situation, and he, you know, remained 
on the air, whether you're a fan of his or not. It was an interesting, just from a broadcast standpoint. So on this date, Kimmy, 2003, China announced that it would have a human crew orbit the Earth on October 15th. 2003 marks Siegfried Fischbacher and his manager announcing that the Siegfried and Roy show at the Mirage was canceled permanently. It was also said that if Roy Horn survived after a tiger attack on October 3rd, the duo would continue to work together. Moving over to celebrity birthdays, Kimmy. I don't think you know who this is, but we and we're not going to hold you 100% here if you don't. Paul Hogan. Actor, mm-hmm. can you tell me what movie franchise he is known for? Paul Hogan. No. Australian. Oh. He carried a big knife. Oh, yeah. Um, what was the name of that movie? Yeah. Um. Okay, I'll give you the movie. Since you cannot do that, you tell me how old he is today. Since you do know who he is, Crocodile Dundee. That's it. I couldn't think of it. How old is the guy who played Crocodile Dundee? 78. Wow, we give that to you. I would not have guessed this because he's, I guess, burned in my mind as a certain age. He is 77, Kimmy. Okay. Identify this birthday person. Here is your audio clue. Tell me how old and who this person is. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. They're having a birthday today. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. Kimmy, who is that birthday person? Yeah, I, I, that is... Gosh, I'm having a brain freeze tonight. Do you want to use... No, we cannot use this one. No, no. No, Kimmy. No, Kimmy. Tell me who this is. We're not gonna let you use an. We're not gonna let you use an escape on this one. You should know who this is. My brain is slushy. Jimmy, he's one of the most important individuals I of know. the 20th century and into the 21st century. I know there's people century. yelling at me right yes, now. Yes, Kimmy. Who is this person? It was a surprise. He showed up on a I certain see him. a certain comedy show. He is a very serious individual who decided to read from Dr. Seuss. Who is he? I can see him. I could hear him read him. from a phone book. Who is I'm this? A, who uh, is this great orator, Kimmy? Brain freeze. Moment. Kimmy, who is this can't. man that the it's not in, coming to me? Kimmy, the entire planet it. Earth knows him. I know. Kimmy, I know him too. I just can't think of his name at the moment. He has been in your area before. He has been all. You know this guy. I know it. Stop yelling at me. I'm not yelling at you, Kimmy. We're just trying I'm to... talking to the other people. Oh, okay. Well. I hear you. Stop uh, it. Uh, okay. Kimmy, do you want me to tell you who it is and you can redeem yourself by getting his age exactly right? Mm-hmm. It is the Reverend Jesse Jackson. Yeah. Yep. Yep. How old is the Reverend Jesse Jackson? You got to redeem yourself, Kimmy. You have 73. To... Oh, she's so close. You know what? Because the Reverend Jesse Jackson, I think, would, would enjoy hearing that. He would say, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a pass on that one. He is 75 today, Kimmy. Okay. You know, we tried to stay away from history, Kimmy, but that was pop culture involved with history. Yes. Now, another embarrassing moment for Kimmy. She met this individual and had no clue who he was at a Spooky Empire event a couple of years ago. She had no clue who he was he is a author do you remember meeting this author you had no idea who he is and he had actual talk matter of fact you were part of his room because kimmy was working with spooky empire that year as a volunteer she actually was part of his room you know uh you know helping out helping people go in and out of the room she had no idea who he was the goosebumps guy are yes are mr stein having a birthday today the author who has been referred to as Stephen King of children's literature and is the author of hundreds of horror fiction novels, including the books in Fear Street, Goosebumps, Rotten School, Mostly Ghostly, and the Nightmare Room series. Now, Stein's books have sold over 400 million copies, and Kimmy was not one of those who bought it. She had no idea who That's she was talking not to. in my time period. Had no idea who he is, but since you met him and had a conversation with him, the Goosebumps guy, how old is the Goosebumps guy today, Kimmy? 62. He would like you a lot. 
the Goosebumps guy, as we will refer to him because of Kimmy, is 73 today. Okay. So if you identify this birthday person, Kimmy, by these clues, he's a key cast member in the debut season of Saturday Night Live, where his recurring weekend update segments soon became a staple of the show. He is well known for his portrayal of the character Clark Griswold in five National Lampoon's vacation films and for his role in comedies that include Foul Play, 1978, Caddyshack, 1980, Seems Like Old Times, 1980, Fletch, 1985, Spies Like Us in 1985, and Three Amigos in 1986. Who is the birthday person and how old are they today? Mm, um, oh, no. I'm just kidding. Chevy Chase. That's correct. How old is he today? 71. Close. 73 today. Have you seen any of those movies we mentioned on his filmography? Mm-hmm. Which one? Um, va- well, the- Vacation. Okay, which one's your favorite? Did you love him in Caddyshack? Did you love him in Vacation uh, movies? Fletch, whatever. Mm, yeah, I saw Caddyshack. I saw Vacation. I've seen, I've seen probably more than that. Um, but I don't know. Vacation comes to mind. All right. Moving over to another person having a birthday in the world of entertainment, an actress. See if you can identify who this is with these clues. She quickly came to prominence in the 1979 time period with her first lead role as. Ellen Ripley in Alien. She reprised the role in three sequels. She was nominated for the Academy Award Best Actress in Alien 3 in 1992 and Alien Resurrection 1997. She is also known for her starring roles in the box office hits Ghostbusters 1984, Ghostbusters 2 in 89, and Avatar in 2009. Who is the birthday person? Sigourney Weaver. How old is she today? 68. Wow, you are within the park where we, we can't call it wrong. She's 67. Now, one of the reasons I'm giving that kind of leeway is it's Hollywood. They sometimes fudge ages and stuff. Mm. They do. Sometimes if you check sources, it'll be one, two years off sometimes. So we'll give her that leeway, you know, there, okay? Mm-hmm. Moving over to the music area, Robert Cool Bell of Cool and the Gang having a birthday, age 66. I'm pretty sure you won't know who she is. We'll throw it out if you know the only TV show she's really known for. Stephanie Zimbalist having a birthday. Do you know the TV show she's known for? Heart, no. I'll give you a Not clue. The person um, she would act with would become James Bond. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. She was the love interest. Yep. Um, I was just going there. Um, and he was not allowed out of his contract to take over the role of James Bond for a period of time. Remington Steele. That's right. That's what she's known for. How old is she today? 57. She is 60 today. Moving over to another notable having a birthday. See if you can identify who he is. Actor. Tell me how old he is. He is ranked among Forbes magazine's most bankable stars and is one of the highest grossing actors of all time. He's received several accolades, including an Academy Award from four nominations, two Golden Globe Awards from seven nominations, and has been nominated for two British Academy Film Awards and six Emmy Awards. He wrote and starred in Goodwill Hunting alongside Ben Affleck, which won them the Academy Award and Golden Globe Awards for Best Screenplay. He is also known for starring in Jason Bourne films and a con man in the Oceans trilogy, and leading role as the astronaut stranded on Mars in The Martian, your favorite movie. Tell me who this birthday person is. Oh, that's one of my least favorite actors hey. of all time. Hey. Matt Damon. That's right. How old is Matt Damon today? Um, 58. You're being cruel. I know you don't believe that. How old is What's Matt? What's wrong with 58? There's nothing wrong with 58, but you know he is 48. Not. That's better. He's closer. He's 46 today. And by the way, you have loved some things he's in. Example, The Informant. Remember when he played in okay. The, the Informant? Right I think he's great in The Informant, 2009. For those who have not seen that, it's uh, based in Decatur, Illinois, and deals with a certain agricultural company. And it's, well, it's just, a, it has its own, it's weird. It's one of those, it truly is one of those films you can call kind of wacky. Mm-hmm. Moving over to another individual having a birthday today, Kimmy. He is 
Bruno Mars. How old is Bruno Mars? Mm, 34. He is 31. And throughout his singing career, he has sold over 100 million singles and albums worldwide, making him one of the best-selling artists of all time. Mars has landed six number one singles on the Billboard Hot 100 since his career launched in 2010, attaining his first five faster than any male artist since whom? Who was he fast? You know, who who is the other one who was as fast? Um, Michael Jackson? Uh, good guess, but Elvis is the answer. Elvis. I think you know who this is. Now, if I asked you to name the actor, you wouldn't be able to do it, but you'll know the name. His name is... Angus T. Jones, best known for playing Jake Harper on Two and a Half Men. How old is he today? Um, oh, 25. Close. 23 today. Moving over to Des, notable Des. 1953 marks the death of Nigel Bruce, British actor. Died at the age of 58 in 1953. He's uh, known as a character actor in stage and screen and was best known for his portrayal as Dr. Watson in the film's and also radio series, acting alongside Basil Rathbone, as Basil was, you know, Sherlock Holmes. And I thought we'd go back in time right now and honor something that is part of the golden age of radio. Radio was new. Radio, someone still loves you. And that's O'Reilly and Kimmy Show. Anytime we have an excuse to go back in time to the Golden Age Radio, we will take it. Today marks the date that Ozzy and Harriet, The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, made its debut, 1944. I thought we'd have an example of Ozzy and Harriet. You know, without this, possibly there would not have been a Ricky Nelson in the pop world, when you think about it, the uh, music world. You know, he was part of Ozzy and Harriet. Mm Mm-hmm. And he will be quite young on this episode. We're going back in time to 1947, an episode titled Retreat. From Civilization, here's the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet on the Riley and Kimmy Show. The solid silver with beauty that lives forever is International Sterling. From Hollywood, International Silver Company, creators of International Sterling, presents The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, starring America's favorite young couple, Ozzy Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. It's a pleasant family scene we find in the living room of the Nelsons at 1847 Rogers Road. Fire in the fireplace, Nick the dog stretched out on the hearth, Ozzie on the couch reading the evening paper, and Harriet curled up in the easy chair with a basket of mending. Ah, this is the life. Look here, dear. Hmm? What is it? I want you to see what happens to Ricky's trousers. Gee, they're getting pretty thin. How can he wear them out that way? He never sits down. Where are the boys? Out in the kitchen. I told them they could stay up a little longer if they promised to do their homework. Aren't these David's books here on the table? What are you fellas doing out there? Just getting a cracker. Why don't you go out and take a look, dear? Okay. Well, how you doing, boys? We're okay. Well, Pop, this is a neat book. Wait a minute. What's the idea of reading comic books? Pop, these aren't ordinary comic books. They're educational. I suppose this first story is educational. Tommy Skunk lets him have it. (laughs) That's a swell story, Pop. Tommy Skunk is... Never mind, Ricky. Why aren't you boys doing your homework? You don't understand, Pop. You see, we're supposed to do a composition on animals and birds and stuff. And these comic books tell you all about it. They're very educational. We're going to read our school books, too, Pop. Well, nevertheless, you promised to get right at your homework after dinner. I thought a promise meant a little more to you guys than something to be said and forgotten. We didn't mean to break our promise, Pop. We didn't think you'd catch us. (laughs) I don't 
think you understand, Pop. The teacher told us to get these comic books. They're very instructive. All I can say is school certainly is a lot different than it was when I was a boy. Today it's a lot better, isn't it, Pop? I'm not too sure, Ricky. Back in those days, everybody walked ten miles through snow. Well, that's not what I mean. When I went to school, we didn't have to learn about nature out of comic books. We wanted to learn about animals and trees and plants. We went right out into the woods. Yeah, Pop, but that was back in the old days. Oh, they weren't the old days. It wasn't that long ago. We don't have any woods around here. Well, of course we do. There are plenty of woods around here. The hills are covered with trees. Well, what was easier for you, Pop? Grandma Nelson told us that your Pop used to take you on hikes in the woods. Yes, that's true. He did. Many an afternoon, I remember Pop would come in and say, Let's go, boys. We're taking a hike. Off we'd go up to the Pines or up to Phelps Woods. I'll bet you had a lot of fun. Yeah, we sure did. There weren't many dads like my father. There aren't any now at all. <laughs> Gee, Pop, why don't you ever take us on hikes? Well, I will. It's, it's just... Oh, a... boy, when can we go? Well, any time, it doesn't Let's ha- go tomorrow. Well... Can we, Pop? Can we go tomorrow? Well, I'll see, maybe. That's a promise. <laughs> okay, it's a promise. Do you think we'll catch a skunk? Uh, you don't catch a skunk, Ricky. You run in the opposite direction. <laughs> Why? Because they have awfully sharp teeth. Now, come on, let's get after that homework. And I mean the real school books, the spelling and stuff. Okay, Pop. Okay, Pop. <laughs> Bacon smells good. Well, good morning. I was beginning to get worried. About an hour ago, I heard you say you were getting up. I was. It was cold, and I wanted another blanket. You better get a blanket for the eggs. They're cold, too. (laughs) The boys eating yet? Oh, hours ago. They're upstairs changing their clothes. Changing their clothes? For what? They're going hiking today. Oh. Well, it's a nice day for a hike. Me, I think I'll do a few things around the house. Maybe I'll try out that new couch on the porch. It looks pretty comfortable. Well, perhaps I didn't hear the boys correctly, but aren't you taking them up to Indian Springs for a hike or something? They said you promised them you would. I promised? Oh, oh, that. Oh, well, we were just talking last night. I, I don't think it was anything definite. Well, they're upstairs getting out their camping stuff. They seem to think they're going today. Say, maybe I did mention that we might take a trip up there. Oh, they'll forget all about it. You know how they are. Enthusiastic about something, and ten minutes later, it's all forgotten. I seem pretty enthusiastic about the hike. Well, you know how they change from one minute to the next. Remember last summer? That rocket ship they were going to build and fly to the moon in it? They never did go. (laughs) I hope they won't be disappointed when they find out you aren't going to take them. Well, who said anything about not taking them? They still want to go after I finish breakfast. I'll be only too glad to take. Them. Oh, that's wonderful, dear. I'm sure they want to go. They've been talking about it all morning. As a matter of fact, it'll probably be a lot of fun for me too. Get a little exercise, some of that clear mountain air. Hear the brown leaves crunching under my feet. Oh, isn't it lucky? What's the matter? Well, I'm so glad you enjoy the sound of crunching. I just burned the toast. <laughs> Well, what a coincidence. I was just on my way over to see you. Oh, gee, I'm awful sorry, Thorny, but as a matter of fact, I'm a little short myself this week. Oz, please. I just came over to pay a little neighborly visit. Here, have a cigar. Oh, is Catherine... I mean, I mean are you... No, no, Oz. No special occasion. <laughs> Here, enjoy a good smoke. What's the matter with it? Nothing's the matter with it. Golly, can't a man offer his neighbor a cigar without going through a third degree? Well, don't forget I know you pretty well. You sure it's not going to explode or something? Oh, please, Oz, you have my word for it. Just a plain cigar. As a matter of fact, my boy Will bought it for me. Will? Isn't he a little young for cigars? I I promised to do him a little favor this afternoon, and he bought them for me to show his appreciation. Oh. I don't think I've ever seen this brand before. That tastes kind of strong. (coughs) Oh, what a rope! This is evil, Barney. Oh, please, Oz, don't throw it away. Will may be watching from the window. I don't want to hurt his feelings. 
Well, I know, Thorny, but it smells like burning rubber or something. Well, the boy's young yet. Doesn't know one cigar from another. But the thought was there. I promise to spend the afternoon with my kids, too, but I certainly hope they aren't out buying me cigars. <laughs> you know, you and I are different, Thorny. But most parents don't realize how important it is to spend time with their children. Oh, sure. Especially boys. You'll find that the average boy patterns his entire behavior after his father. Oh, there's no question about it. That's the reason we've got to be careful to set him a good example. Well, I always say... <laughs> I think you're right about that cigar, Oz. It smells horrible. I think so many parents... Make a mistake when they make casual promises to their kids and then wriggle out of them in, in uh, one way or another. It's no good. And then the parent wonders... <laughs> I, I think you can throw that away, Oz. Will probably isn't watching after all. It's okay. It's not bad. Now, take me, for instance. I promised to take my boys on a hike this afternoon, and nothing in the world could keep me from it. Hike? Oz, old man, you mean to stand there with that awful cigar in your mouth? And tell me, you don't know about the big professional football game this afternoon? Football game? Well, sure, down at the stadium. Well, isn't that next week? Of course not. It's this afternoon. Well, I thought it was next week. I wonder if it's too late to get tickets. Well, how can you go? You promised to take the boys hiking. Well, yes, but I'm sure they'd rather go to the football game. Don't you think? I don't know, Oz. Did they seem very enfused about the hike? Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, Harriet said they've been talking about it all morning. Why don't I just ask them which they'd rather do? Well, don't you think that's a little unfair to them, Oz? In what way? Well, naturally, they'd know you'd rather go to a football game, so they'd probably give up the hike just to make you happy. But inside, they'd feel that their pop let them down. You really think so? Oh, yes, I do, Oz. A promise is a big thing to a kid. I remember once my grandfather promised to take me fishing, and at the last minute, he changed his mind and took me to a movie instead, a Tarzan picture. And you never quite forgave him? Not only that, I've never felt the same about Elmo Lincoln. <laughs> Since that day, I, I, I don't seem to enjoy his pictures as much. Yeah, I see what... Elmo Lincoln? He hasn't made a picture in years and years. They haven't shown those. Oh, didn't I tell you, Oz, we got a television set? Oh. <laughs> I think you're right about the promise, Thorny. Oh, I'm sure of it. What's one football game compared to setting the right example for David and Ricky? I don't know what I could have been thinking of. A promise is a promise. Yeah, that's the way I look at it, Oz. Even if we don't have a good time this afternoon, we'll have the satisfaction of knowing that we've kept our promises to our boys. Yeah. Uh, where did you promise to take Will? I was a little smarter than you were, Oz. I promised to take Will to the football game. <laughs> wondering, Mom, is Pop pretty good about keeping promises? Well, if you're worried about him taking you on the hike, he's looking forward to it. Oh. Gee. What kind of talk is this? Well, Thornberry just said there's a professional football game today. His father's taking him to the game, and all we get is an old hike. Well, I'm surprised at you two guys. I think you have a pretty nice dad. You know, it isn't every father who's good enough to take his boys hiking. You don't want to hurt his feelings, do you? Well, golly, no, but... Well, do you think if we told him we'd rather see the game than go hiking and it'd hurt his feelings? You're taking a chance. Let's take the chance, David. Mm. No, Ricky, we don't want to hurt Pop's feelings. I'll tell you what you could do. You might just hint that if he'd rather go to the football game, you'd be willing to postpone the hike. Hi, fellas. Hi, Pop. Well, beautiful weather for a hike, isn't it? Yeah. Nice day for football game, too. Uh, Ozzie, the boys have just heard that there's going to be a big football game at the stadium today, and... They thought that if you'd like to postpone the hike, well, they'd understand. We know how much you like football, Pop. Oh, come now, boys. Do you think your old dad would break his promise? Besides, on a beautiful day like this, who wants to sit in a crowded stadium and watch a football game? Shut up, Ricky. No, sir. This is a perfect day for a football... For the... I mean, this is a day for a hike in the pants... The hike in the, the woods. What I mean is we can go to a football game any day, but, but a hike is something that... Well, Indian Springs, you, you can just imagine how beautiful it is up there at, at Indian Springs. The Indians and, and Springs. <laughs> well, we just thought oh, that maybe... Oh, thanks very much, fellas, but don't you worry. Your old dad isn't going to let you down. No, sirree. A promise is a promise. <laughs>
Silver Pattern has had scores of letters written about it. What Silver Pattern have women all over the country been waiting for? What Silver Pattern is back once again in a triumphant return to make a thousand dreams come true? The answer? International Sterling's superb Joan of Arc. Yes, Joan of Arc is back once again. The silver pattern you wrote about, waited for, dreamed of. One of the most magnificent patterns ever to come from the hands of the famous International Sterling craftsman. Every detail is finished to perfection, back as well as front. And each piece is crowned with a gleaming classical shell ornament. Here, in every way, is solid silver at its loveliest. You'll agree when you see Joan of Arc at your International Sterling dealer's so don't miss it. Tomorrow, see Joan of Arc, the silver pattern you asked for. Created by International Sterling. Ever since Ozzie Nelson was a little boy, his parents taught him courage, determination, and a sense of honor. These are the virtues it takes to keep a promise. When little Oswald was eight years old, he was courageous. Look at me, Sally. I can eat worms. When he was 12 years old, he was determined. Don't worry, Mom. I'll finish eating this piece of chocolate cake. When he was 16, he had a highly developed sense of honor. Gwendolyn, I must confess, before I met you, I kissed another girl. Ouch! <laughs> Yes, Ozzie learned early. At 19, he made his first important promise. I promise to pay the Blue Sky Auto Finance Company the sum of $30 a month. And he kept his promise. In fact, the finance company made sure of it. And so the Ozzie Nelson of today has the same grim determination to keep his promise. He's out in the garage now, dusting off his hiking boots. Meanwhile, Harriet has put in her daily call to her mother. Hello? Hello, Mother. It's Harriet. Oh, hello, dear. How are you? Oh, not so good, dear. My feet hurt, and I feel a headache coming on. Have you taken an aspirin? Yes, but my feet still hurt. <laughs> I went to that modern art exhibit today, and I warn you, dear, don't go. That bad? Dreadful. Simply a collection of three-cornered apples, women with six arms and purple hair. <laughs> the only thing in a frame that made sense turned out to be the fire hose. Today's the last day of the exhibit, isn't it? Yes, thank goodness Well, I'm glad you told me Ozzy promised to take me, but now I won't insist on it How is Ozzy, dear? Oh, he's fine He and the boys are going on a hike today Today? Isn't he going to the football game? No, he seems to prefer the hike Really? That doesn't sound like Ozzy Well, frankly, I think he really wants to go to the game But he's just sticking to his promise you know, it's silly because the boys want to go to the game, too. Well, dear, if Ozzy wants to go to the game and the boys want to go to the game, why don't they just go to the game and forget about the hike? It sounds simple. It's as simple as ABC. But this is an XYZ family. <laughs> I guess they'll all go on the hike and be perfectly miserable just so Ozzy can prove he keeps his promises. But you just said he promised to take you to the art exhibit. Yes, but he can't because it's closing today, and last night he promised the boys... Huh? Oh, Mother, I have a wonderful idea. Would you like to hear it? Now, Harriet, if it's some plan to trick Ozzy, I don't want to hear about it. Okay, Mother. You know I never like to interfere in your little family squabbles. So I'd rather you well, wouldn't okay, tell Mother, me about I'll it. call you again. Goodbye, Mother. Of course, if you insist and you feel that you need my advice, Harriet. Harriet? Operator, operator, we've been disconnected. <laughs> You can go to the football game today. Oh. I'm not promising, mind you. It's just an idea. Oh, boy, David. Mama's got an idea. Well, don't say it as if it was the first one I ever had. <laughs> What's your idea, Mom? Well, listen to this. Daddy doesn't want to break his promise to take you hiking. But it just happens that he made a promise to me. Gee, are you stuck, too? <laughs> no, it's just that... Oh, here he comes, boys. Let me do the talking. 
Well, come on, fellows. Get on your hiking clothes. Dear, I'm terribly sorry, but I think you've forgotten something. Well, I don't think so. Here's my hatchet, my canteen, my toolkit, my collapsible drinking cup. No, I don't mean anything like that, dear. I mean, you made a promise to me. What's that? Remember, dear, you promised to take me to the modern art exhibit whatever day I wanted to go? I promised that? Yes, don't you remember? One night last week. Well, we'll go sometime next week. Today's the last day. Oh, that's a shame. Well, it'll probably be around another year or two. No, uh, dear. Mm-hmm. You promised to take me. A promise is a promise. But, Harriet, I'm taking the boys on a hike. Well, you'll have to postpone the hike. A previous promise eliminates any promise made later. That's the law. That's the law. David, don't hit the table with that walnut cracker. The boys are looking forward to this hike, aren't you, fellows? Oh, that's okay, Pop. You go ahead and take Mom to the art exhibit. Yeah, Pop, we don't mind. I'm sorry, dear, but you did promise to take me. I didn't promise, Harriet. I said I'd take you, but that isn't a promise. What is it, Pop? It's, uh, uh, Ricky, your mother and I are talking. (laughs) You better change your clothes, dear. The fine couple of pals you two turned out to be. Well, gee, Pop, you promised Mom you'd take her. We can't do anything. Well, you didn't have to give up the hike so easily. You'd think you didn't even want to go. Gee, Pop. Why didn't you say something? You're only eight years old, Ricky. Why didn't you cry? Of course, I'm not sore at you. I suppose the art exhibit won't be so bad. It gives a man culture, I guess. You don't mind going, Pop? Oh, no. If it'll make your mother happy, I'm only too glad to take her. It'll probably be very interesting. Well, I'll see you guys later. Where are you going, Pop? Outside to see if I can't find something wrong with the car. <laughs> I'm just getting the car. We're going downtown. To the football game? No, we're going to the modern art exhibit at Simon's Galleries. The art exhibit? Mm-hmm. Oh, I might have known. Those long, tapering fingers, no. those delicate hands, no. your white shirt splashed with paint. Uh, no, that's just a little ketchup. I had a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Nelson, I'll bet your paintings win every prize. No, no, no. I- I'm only going to the art exhibit to look. To look? Uh, yes, I'm not a painter. You're not a painter? No. Only a student. No. You live in a garret, a uh, tiny cubicle, a niche, I mean... a cubbyhole, a dump. Oh, it's... Your room is so tiny you have to paint with your hands in your pocket. <laughs> Where does my model sit? In the next room. You have to peek through the keyhole. Oh, what? <laughs> Feverishly, you work on your portrait day in and day out. No. It I... means fame. The world will soon recognize your genius. I'm just... And so you paint and paint I... and paint. It's... It takes form at last. Only a few more days, and that's finished. Your masterpiece is complete. What depth, what beauty. Your very soul is in this painting. Yes. Soon the world will see her past to your garret. And so to the little art shop around the corner, not knowing that someday this painting will be famous, the dealer offers you five dollars. Five dollars? This is worth five thousand dollars. But you're hungry. You must sell it. I won't. But you must eat. I won't sell it. I'll eat it. I, 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 I'm, Mr. Nelson, what are you talking my about? My man, what do you think that cheap dealer offered me? It's Wait a minute. Emmy Lou, you're all confused. <laughs> I'm going to the art exhibit just to look at the pictures. But I don't want to go even. Well, then why are you going? Because I promised Mrs. Nelson I'd take her. I'll take her, but I won't like it. Is that being fair to Mrs. Nelson? Well, she wants you to take her to the art gallery and you're being mean about it. You want yourself. What happened to the kind, gentle, loving Mr. Nelson? He's at the football game. <laughs> well, you're cheating if you do something you don't believe in it. Think of your wife, Mr. Nelson. Use the Stanislavski method. What has Stanislavski been thinking of my wife? It's a dramatic technique You keep repeating something until you believe it For instance, you say you're a leaf Until you actually believe you are a leaf You can do the same thing with the art exhibit Keep saying, I want to go to the art exhibit Until you want to go I want to go to the art exhibit I want to go to the art exhibit Well? I think I'll try I'm a leaf (laughs) (laughs) You've got to convince yourself or Mrs. Nelson's 
sake, keep repeating it. I want to go to the art exhibit. It'll be fun. I want to go to the art exhibit. It'll be fun. You can do it, Mr. Nelson. You're strong. You're brave. I'm strong. I'm brave. I want to go to the art exhibit. It'll be fun. You're a liar. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I want to go. It'll be fun. No, it won't. Yes, it will. I'm a leaf. I want to go. I want to go to the art exhibit. It'll be fun. I want to go. It'll be fun. The art exhibit. I want to go to the art exhibit. I want to feast my eyes on those beautiful colors. I want to run barefoot through those gorgeous paintings. I want to go to the art exhibit. You want to go? Yes, I want to go to the art exhibit. Why? It'll be fun. Who says so? Stanislavski. What does a football player know about art? I'm all ready for the art exhibit, Harriet. You are? Yes, it'll be fun. You said that. You don't really want to go, do you? But I do. You didn't a few minutes ago. But I've changed since then. The football game today is supposed to be the best of the season. Yeah, I know. It, it's going to be a grudge game. And, and and I want to go to the art exhibit. I want to go to the art exhibit. I want to go to the... I want to go to the art exhibit. Yes, but we'll be better off at the art exhibit indoors. I, I think it's going to rain. Rain? There isn't a cloud in the sky. Well, they're all hiding behind the mountains, waiting for the football game to start. Ozzy, if you'd rather go to the football game, don't be afraid to say so. Oh, you can go to a football game anytime. I want to go to the art exhibit. Uh, Harriet, you made the wrong turn there. The art exhibit's to the left. You're going to get into all the traffic going to the stadium. I've decided I want to go to the game instead. But I thought you wanted to go to the art exhibit. This is the last day, and a promise is a promise. Harriet, I won't let you make this sacrifice. I made you a promise, and I'll stick to it. Dear, when the rules of living were drawn up, there was one rule that headed the list, and it supersedes all other rules. Harriet, nothing is more firmly established than the obligation to keep a promise. Oh, yes, it is. A woman's right to change her mind. <laughs> but I want to go to the art exhibit. You'd better quit while you're still ahead, Stanislavski. I might change my mind again. Well, what about the boys? Oh, they're going to meet us at the stadium. It seems they met Emmy Lou, and she convinced them they ought to hike down there. Harriet, are you sure you honestly want to go to the football game? Oh, definitely, dear. I want to go to the football game. I want to go to the football game. I, I want to go, go to the football, football game. game. I want to go to the football game. We'll be back in just a moment. Boy, did we have a good time today. It was neat, boy. What happened to you guys? I thought you were going to meet us at the stadium. We went over to Will Thornberry's instead. But I thought Will's father promised to take him to the game. He did, you see, but he fell asleep on the couch and Will didn't want to wake him up. Anyway, by the time the picture was over, it was too late. Picture? Yeah, we were watching a picture on television. It was real neat, boy. Tarzan of the Apes with Elmo Lincoln. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.